It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. It's great to be with you today. If you're new to the podcast, I'm James Erpine. We do this every single weekday, the Locked On Bengals podcast. This is a special edition. I'm doing it from the home office today. And you're going to hear my conversation with Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com. I caught up with Jeff on Friday. And it's interesting because this Bengals offseason is one where they've made a lot of moves. I think a lot of good moves. I think a lot of us would agree that the Bengals have made good moves this offseason. And I continue to look at those at LockedOnBengals.com. There's a lot there right now, including Mock Draft 3.0. So you should check that out at LockedOnBengals.com. Also, tweeted out links at James Rapine at LockedOnBengals. But... Like I said, I caught up with Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com, and I asked him if he thinks it's a change in philosophy. What sparked this sudden open-mindedness, so to speak, of the Bengals front office? Because I don't think any one of us would have expected them to trade for Cordy Glenn, and yet here we are. So here's my conversation with Jeff Hobson and my question about the philosophy going into this offseason. Well, I think... Uh... You know, and I know they get ripped. I, I know they get ripped for saying, "Well, this year is is is, is they want to win now." But there are teams that actually don't do that. You know, there are teams in this league that um, you know take a year or two and rebuild. There's a certain team up north that has done that, and uh, you know, Tennessee and Jacksonville did it and did a hell of a job. But these guys have decided, look, we've got to. You know, they've had two bad years. But they've looked around and they said, well, hell, the talent's here. Well, if the talent's here, what's the problem? I think they answered it. Coaches and schemes, seems to me, that seems to be the answer. At least their answer right now. And uh, to me, that's a, that's a very interesting conclusion. It is. It, it is. And to me, especially, let's start, let's do it. It's obvious that the offensive line and the biggest change is Paul Alexander. He's here. He's been here longer than Marvin. That change happens. And it sounds like the Bengals feel like that's going to make a, a big, significant difference uh, on the offensive line this year versus previous years. Well, it's something I'm very expectant about, uh, James. Uh, very expectant. Uh, um, to me, um, they have declined the last two years largely because their skill players have not been able to perform because of the offensive line. Dalton's play, I think Dalton has played well in the face of adversity. I know you'll get the other, you know, I, I, I think he's kept in it. He's the reason they won 13 games and didn't win eight. I mean, I, I think he's really hung in there. And uh, I don't know if it's scheme, if it's players. It's probably a combination of both. But... You know, they have to, they, they have got to turn this thing around. You know, I mean, um, um, a lot of people looked at back in the day in the 90s when Montoya left, you know, that was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. 
And I think a lot of people are trying to make the same supposition with Witt and Zeitler going. Well, they've got a chance to turn that around because they did in the they did this year what they didn't do in the '90s. Made a bold move to get a very good left tackle, and they're in prime shape. They're in prime shape in the first and second rounds to draft some offensive linemen, which they did not do in the '90s. They relied on Jim McNally's guile to uh, get uh, you know to to develop guys. So I think. You know, they're really looking to turn to that, I think, this year with the hiring of Pollock and I think the kind of people they're going to bring in. This is Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car. That's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? Nah, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Support for this podcast comes from The First One with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is The First One. We hear from all the A-list music stars like Jay Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. 
it's almost like sometimes before you even get in the industry, it's like you set up to fail. And there's so many moments where you can win and the winning is great, but it's so many things that you go through to get to the win. And so much more who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to the next level, changed their life, overlooked to being overbooked. When I was recording the song, I already knew it was going to be a global hit. And I'm not joking, my G. I really felt it inside of me. I was like, I just can't wait to see a number one. Join me every Thursday with the first one drops only on Amazon Music. Let's go. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com is our guest. You mentioned the draft. And to me, I, I try to follow the draft as closely as anyone. I didn't like the linemen at 12 that would that are projected to be there at 12. And my fear was pre-Cordy Glenn trade, they were going to reach simply because it was such a need and, and you have all these players in their primes and you needed to do it. And the Cordy Glenn trade, in my mind, opens things up because now you have the left tackle plugged in. You don't have to reach on alignment if one isn't there based on the draft board. As of now, and I know we're still about a month away from the draft, how do you feel like the Bengals – are how many positions are they open to? Who are they kind of zeroing in on um, at the twenty-one spot? Maybe not specific players, but positions. Well, I think you said it. It opened it up. I mean, it's almost like it's a freebie pick there. Uh, you just you just lean back and you take the best guy there. And uh, you know, people say, well, you know, you know, it's okay to take a corner there if he's the best player. You know what I mean? I think sure. that's a, I think they view it as a. You know, I think in the first round they see it as a as uh, as a starter who plays a premium position. And if they've already got one at a premium spot, I don't think that matters as long as he's the best player up there. I still think they're going to do that because you know we've heard that this is a deep draft: guards, centers. You know, rounds two, three, four. You know. That's pretty. It, it sounds like that's going to be pretty lucrative in those if the guys in centers. So, you know, you don't have to grab one. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think you have to grab anything at the in the first round. I think you got to make sure you get the. You got to make sure you get a quality guy. You got to make sure that you know um, that he can start, mm-hmm. and you can't grab him just because he fills a need. Yeah. That that you know you might have had to. That's why number twelve. And you're exactly right. Twelve didn't match. There wasn't an in, there. Was, it was too low for an impact player, and it was too high to fill a need. So, you know, now I think you have filled the need with Glenn, and now you can lean back, take the best player, and then you can pick pick guys off uh, through the rest of the draft. Yeah, and, and there are still, in my mind, plenty of needs that the Bengals have. One that. I didn't realize they felt this way. At, at least it's it's something I've heard. I know you've written about uh, written about it. They went after Kurt Coleman, uh, former safety of the Carolina Panthers. He signed with New Orleans. Do they feel like uh, uneasy about the safety position? Because here I was thinking that their defensive backs and their secondary was pretty set. But they it, it sounds like they went hard after Kurt Coleman. How do you think they feel about the safety spot? And do you think they might look uh, to some other free agents to potentially fill that? I think that's evolving, James, from what I can gather. They're looking for somebody who can pick the ball off, you know, and that just uh, that has not happened since Reggie Nelson left. Uh, so they're looking for a guy, I think, that can make a play. I think also tied into there is what is how does Bell Austin want to run this thing? You know, Marvin 
And, you know, with Zimmer and Gunther, pretty much the safeties have been interchangeable. But do they want to go back to a free safety, uh, you know, to a free safety slash center fielder type thing and a guy in the box? You know, I mean, I think that, that I think, has yet to be decided, too. I think the draft is going to dictate it, too. I think, uh, I don't, you know, they, they went for Coleman, but now they can't, I don't think they think they can afford a guy like Coleman or maybe even an Eric Reed or something like that right now. They're tapped out. So I think the draft is going to judge, you know, if they get a guy they like in the draft, then they won't go after maybe one of those veteran safeties. You know, uh, I, I, I think they grab a safety. To me, it sounds like they're looking for a guy that can pick the ball off. I think they're going to try and get one in the draft. Do you and, if they can't get one in the, and if they can't get one in the draft, maybe they revisit it after the draft. Do you think they are open to, to looking, as of now, free agency-wise, anywhere? Or are they probably done barring something unforeseen until after the draft? Yeah, I think they're done. Yeah, they're done. I mean, they're, they're, they have to cut. I mean, they're going to have to probably whack somebody, I would think, after the draft. I mean, I think they'll go into, you know, because uh, they've got to get some room here for uh, for Carlos, and for not only Gino and Carlos, but some other guys, too. So I think they've got to make a fairly – they're going to have to make some significant moves after the draft, I think, to get the – you know, to get some money. I, 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 I think, I mean, if, if anything, they'll be looking to reduce, not to add. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com is our guest. As far as uh, the offseason goes, one thing that, and I, I was a big advocate uh, a year ago of going after a receiver with the ninth pick. Uh, I was big on Corey Davis, just as big on John Ross. Obviously, the Bengals got John Ross. Uh, I probably get a tweet every single day reminding me that Ross didn't catch a pass last season. Yeah. How do yeah. they feel about the ninth overall pick? I know Marvin talked about it in Orlando, said John was never in his doghouse. I hear that. I felt differently in season. How do you think the Bengals feel about John Ross right now? I was surprised he didn't have a doghouse because <laughs> I think I've been in it. I think, I, think, I think Jeremy Hill was in it. I think there were some other guys in there. You know, they'll be surprised it wasn't a dog house. But, uh, I, you know, I think Marvin is, uh, um, I think, I think, I, I, but I do think Marvin is a John Ross guy. There's nobody who respects speed more than Marvin Lewis, who, as, as a defensive coordinator, you, you know what he always said, what keeps him up late at night are those guys that throw it over your head. Mm-hmm. And you can throw it over the head with John Ross, you know. And uh, I think what's been, it's kind of interesting to me because I, I do think the receivers are kind of the uh, been kind of the untold story this off season. It's the big after the offensive line, just a huge question mark. Agreed. You got a guy not only John, 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 seventeen snaps, no catches. What about Josh Malone, who played something like two hundred and seventy snaps, and he just had, and he, he had like four catches and seventeen targets. You know, mm-hmm. so. Big questions with these two two guys, right? I thought what was interesting was that when they went over to India and they looked at the receivers, they thought they didn't think there was anybody over there that was better than Ross and Malone. You know, they've got high regard for these guys. And to me, that's going to be the biggest question. You know, what is Marvin going to do? Because LaFell is taking LaFell. Listen, LaFell is a fine player and really a guy that they, they have needed the last couple of years, but... You know, they got to get some answers on these young guys. Okay. You know, so I think that's going to be to me. And I, and I, I believe me, I, uh, Marvin wants Sean Ross to succeed because that keeps people get that keeps those guys up late at night. That speed. Yeah. So 
there's there's been some speculation, and I just figured you might be the best to ask. Was Marvin on board? Do you think with the John Ross pick? Um. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I think he understood it. You know, I I I, I think he understood it. I I think uh, he certainly was on board enough that they made the pick. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think if he had, uh, you know, I think if he had uh, obviously if he didn't want Ross, then I don't think they would have got. So. Uh, um. He's certainly on board now <laughs> because <laughs> no you know, choice. <laughs> they don't they don't have a you know they have got to they have got to surround AJ you know yeah. I mean you don't know about Eifert you know I mean LaFell I love LaFell but he, you know he's not going to win any you know he's not going to win any gold medals in the hundred so you know they they need Ross and Malone to play so I mean uh, you know I you know it's good they've got him you know I mean you can debate it all you want. You know, the funny thing was, the, the, the thing was, well, they should have traded down and got a pass rusher. You know what? They got two pretty good pass rushers sitting at three and four. So, you know, I, I don't think they would have thought. I don't think they, you know, looking back on it, what would they have solved if they had slid down to 22 or if they had taken a Kansas City deal? You know, do they end up with, uh, you know, McKinley, the guy from Cal? What did he do last year? You know, they got the best pass rusher in the draft and lost them. So, they come out of it with the best of both worlds. They get the fastest receiver in, you know, in a generation. And uh, plus you get two, two of the best pass rushers in the draft. So I think they think, James, if they can stack a – I think they feel like they had great drafts in 16 and 17. And I think they feel like if they can stack on another one, then they're looking at doing a – they're looking at repeating the run of 11 to, to 15. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. I know Bengals fans would certainly love to see that. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com, is our guest. As far as the draft goes in April, the Bengals have 11 draft picks, obviously a, a couple compensatory selections from the previous year. In my mind, I look at this, and they've already traded back to 21. I think with 11 picks, I could totally see them, whether it's in day two of the draft or day three, using a couple of those picks and trading up, if necessary, quality over quantity? Because I don't think they're going to be able to get 11 players to stick on this roster. Uh, what do you think about that idea? I, I agree with you. I mean, I think they've, uh, they've tried to do it, too. I mean, they, they tried to do it last year. They tried to get up. They were afraid somebody was going to take Lawson. They tried to get up to the first pick in the fourth round and couldn't do it and couldn't get up. So uh, they, they have shown, you know, they tried to get up to. They tried to uh, trade up to get to get Taylor Mays back in the day, you know. So they've they've shown, you know, Duke Tobin has shown uh, the that tendency that he will go up and get a guy in the mid rounds, you know. And you know, you're right. I could definitely, uh, I could, I could definitely see them, um, you know, trying to trying to do that, you know, uh, particularly when they are talking about, you know, this draft being strong. At uh, at guard, you know, at guard and center, you know, you could see him maybe, or or, or maybe even in the D line getting a D tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, it's it's strong on both sides of the line. So I could definitely see him, you know, maybe trying to get up in the fourth round or the third round and and and, uh, and grabbing a guy. Can I give you Jeff Hobson Bengals dot com? You can call me crazy if you want. All right, uh, because this is this is my crazy outlandish idea to win in twenty eighteen. You ready? As long as you don't, you know, as long as you don't tell me something like, 
you know, Barkley should be the quarterback. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. It, it has <laughs> nothing to do with Andy Dalton. It actually has to do with okay. giving him another weapon. Um, okay. First, to trade the first and third round picks, maybe the third round pick next year, but the, the 21st overall pick and whatever else to get uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, jeez. I think I'd rather. I mean, I mean, you lived through Chad Johnson, right? And I love Chad Johnson. I love Chad, yes. I mean, but... Uh, He's my favorite Bengal ever. It, it just, yeah, and it was, you know what? The thing about people forget about Chad is he produced. Yep. Uh, you know, before he kind of got wrapped up in everything. And that's kind of what worries me about Beckham a little bit. He seems to be a little wrapped up in more than football, you know? Yeah. I mean, is he, uh, you know... I kind of like the picks they get. You know, I kind of like where they're sitting with the picks. I mean, I understand <laughs> Beckham and all that, but I, I don't know what he, you know, he might just be more, you know, just might be more more to handle than maybe, you know, you, and, and you're going to be giving up a lot, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I, you know, I like Malone. I'm, look, I'm not saying Malone's Beckham, but here's a guy, here's a guy who can fly, and he's got good hands, and, you know, I like having those draft picks, you know. I, I, I like having those draft picks. I think they made their one trade. I figured. I figured. You know? but, and, <laughs> and, but maybe, you know what, yeah, I mean, and I, I just worry about Beckham because after living through what happened with Chad and everything like that, and just, you know, it's just, it seems like uh, he'd be, uh, he'd kind of bring his own personal circus. Chad never had an A.J. Green to, to live under, though. No, that's for sure. You know, I mean, it is interesting. <laughs> I mean, the pair... To pair uh, AJ with uh, Beckham, you know that's uh, that would be interesting. It'd be a lot of fun. It could be a pain in the, you know, I mean, it could be a pain in the neck too. But uh, you know, I'd rather see him. I'd rather see him solidify the offensive line, do what they have to do to get the offensive line fixed. And I think in order and the defensive line, mm-hmm. and I think in order to do that, they got to keep these picks. Good stuff from Jeff Hops, and I'm on Twitter at James Rapine. At Locked On Bengals. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Mock Draft 3.0 and all sorts of other great content at LockedOnBengals.com. Until Tuesday, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that? the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason. Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.